the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives captives free. Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Give up a chance. Give up your heart. Love never fails. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with a very special leader in our community in Alameda County, Rhonda Boykin. Her career spans over the last 30 years in public service, uh, where she has showcased her unwavering dedication to making a positive impact in her community. Miss um, uh, Boykin, is, she's held various leadership positions within Alameda County Social Services in 2016. Uh, she joined the Alameda County uh, Workforce Development Board as the assistant director, where she managed a team of professionals and oversaw their day-to-day operations. And then in 2020, in October, she became the interim director and was permanently appointed in October of 2022. Yay! Um, she currently oversees the Department of 15 staff and an $8 million budget. So she's doing big things, y'all. She's doing big things. And she is also provides administrative support to a 27-member employer-led board who has oversight of the federal public workforce system. Uh, things that I, you know, the very um, amazing impact that Rhonda has made and, and also equally sort of uh, near and dear to my heart is her passion about developing communities to meet employers' needs, and preparing and connecting job seekers, including youth and young adults, to quality jobs through training and local business partnerships. Just a few personal notes that Rhonda holds a BA in human development from Cal State University of Hayward, um, Cal State's Bay, and an AA in management and supervision from Laney, woo woo, Oakland on the map. Um, she pursued a certificate in leadership and innovation from Massachusetts Institute of Technology, MIT, in 2022, Um, and she is the co-chair of Probation's Community Corrections Partnership, Workforce Development and Employment Subcommittee, and new member to the Bayer STEAM Committee. She's also a member of Well Church, serving in children's ministry and participates in Symphony Prayer Group. And finally, she enjoys spending time with her family and traveling. We got so much to talk about. Welcome to the show, Rhonda. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here today. Absolutely. Well, um, I'm so grateful um, for your commitment to um, something that is just so important, uh, which is finding economically sustainable, family sustaining positions for our underserved, under-resourced community members or under underemployed, unemployed community members. And um and this is, you know, very timely and we're super excited. I did want to mention that um, you know, Alameda County Workforce Development Board is an uh, an integral part of the East Bay Interagency Training Council, EBIATC. And that is one of our very top priorities as uh, as as you, if you've been listening to the series that we've had over the last couple of weeks, months, um, Love Never Fails is a member of EBIATC. We're passionate about the same thing that the Alameda County Workforce Development Board is and hoping to inspire companies, corporations, small businesses, nonprofits to come alongside and be a part of um, giving people um, not just a handout, but a hand up. And so, Rhonda, tell me about how did you get involved? Like, why are you doing this work? What, what's, what's, what's your why? You know, um, you know, I reflect on this question, um, or as I reflect, I think about in my life, you know, where I um, needed a support or needed encouragement and how the people came alongside me or poured in poured into me to help me through the challenging times of of my life and how those how those um, situations or that support uh, made a difference. And so I think it's just been a call for me to give back and to help other individuals to see what their concerns and what their cares are and, you know, to help in the way that I can. Um, I've done this work for as a, in my bio for a number of years. And, you know, at times when I was on the line, you know, doing direct uh, delivery of service um, and I had, you know, the job clubs and, you know, help people, encourage them. And when I would see them later, you know, and they'd say, hey, Miss Boykin, this is what I'm doing now. It was it's so uh, such a fulfilling and a rewarding um, experience to know that there was some something you said or something that you did, some program that you were running that made a difference and made a change in a person's life. Absolutely. You know, I, I often think, um, well, first of all, you know, out of your own knowing that how how good it feels to come alongside you yeah. and wanting to replicate that. I love that. And then just knowing um, that you can literally change the trajectory of someone's life and their family, um, yeah. you know, their entire family. And by opening a door for them to find economic sustainability and in a and not in in a handout, you know, handout is good. Uh, we all need some sometimes we need a meal here and there, but we we need something where we can practice self-efficacy. Right. That, That's you know, right. that build ourselves up and know that we we had something to do with what we what we achieved. It's very powerful. Right. Yeah, um, it is. Yeah. I think about that saying, you know, um, it's, you know, teach a person uh, 
about the fish, how, right. how to fish. You know, yeah. give a person a fish, but it's really teaching them how to fish so that they can, you know, sustain them themselves yes. and not have yeah. to be dependent and reliant. And I know a lot of the services that we provide you know, on the social services side of the house in which, you know, our department is, you know, under the umbrella of social services, Um, you know, and that's where I got my start. And, you know, sometimes people do need that hand, but once, you know, they've received that support, then it's kind of how do you help them? How do you provide the resources and the services and the tools that they need to, you know, be self-sufficient? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to ta- I want to just have a, a huge discussion about all the barriers that, am, you know, uh, am, uh, potential employees, residents of Alameda County face in uh, finding employment. But I also want to talk about what employers you, you're running this this committee of 27 employers. What are they saying? What do they need? What are the you know, what are the top uh, needs? But before I do that. Um, I just wanted to note that um, I was looking at some of the stats and you probably have the more more accurate ones. But I saw uh, just quickly here that um, in in May 2023, um, California's unemployment rate was at four point five. And as of June 2023, Alameda County was at four point two. So we're under the state level. um, And, you know, that that's quite a achievement. Uh, because I saw that uh, in during COVID, we had reached an, a record high in April of 2020 of 14.9% unemployment. So um, we have um, we have really, uh, you know, seen a, a tremendous effort underway the last during, you know, this these years of COVID and coming out of it to uh, course correct and um um, I, I, you know what, we should probably take a break because we're right at the cusp and of our, of our, our we need again, but when we come back, say, I'm going to leave them on a cliffhanger. I don't, what, what, what did you do? Right. You, you closed a 10 point gap there. Was that just people coming back from COVID or was there a concerted, um, effort that was done uh, on the part of uh, the Workforce Development Board and perhaps all these employers to really um, get us into a place where we're now less than the California average. Okay, we'll, we'll come right back and get that answer right from Rhonda. And thank you so much for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Starting this week, Operation Christmas Child will host Project Leader and Kickoff Countdown events throughout the Bay Area. Come learn how this program collects Christmas gift boxes from your churches, businesses, and community and distributes them to children in need worldwide. These boxes are filled with toys, school supplies, and hygiene products by people like you who want to make a difference in children overseas and their lives. Who These are children who may have never received a new gift before. Did you know that since 1993, nearly 540,000 volunteers worldwide have delivered over 209 million gifts to children in over 170 countries? In 2023, Operation Christmas Child uh, would like to reach another 11 million children in their 30th year of ministry. 
At their events, you'll be able to meet regional team members and learn how to work with others in your community to make a gift box and spread the word. Learn how children hear the gospel and become disciples of Christ. At some of their events, a guest speaker who has received a gift box will share their touching and personal testimony. And so you want to mark your calendar September 23rd in San Jose. Join in or visit SamaritanPurse.org forward slash OCC for time, date, and location information. And click on the Project Leader Weekend picture. Uh, excited for you to get involved in this wonderful ministry and so grateful that Love Never Fails can do our part to promote the love that is being provided to so many children across our world. Merry Christmas! Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back, and thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. We're in the studio today again with Rhonda Boykin, who is the Alameda County Workforce Development Board Director. Um, she is she oversees a department of 15 staff, an $8 million budget. She also uh, provides support to the 27-member employer-led board was oversight over the federal public workforce system. Woohoo! I'm so excited about that. Um, also with a degree in human development from Cal State University, uh, Hayward, Cal State East Bay, and a variety of experiences that really um, have allowed her to provide a very timely leadership in, uh, during COVID, um, coming out of COVID um, in a time where we have experienced some serious uh, employment issues, some deprivation, some serious homelessness, food scarcity, and a variety of other um, barriers that our residents have been experiencing here that you know are, are life threatening. In fact, so Rhonda, tell me what what how do we take it from fourteen point nine percent unemployment in April of twenty twenty to now just you know just over four percent unemployment. What, what do you think happened? Well, I think a lot of the the uh, the layoffs initially were sort of temporary. You know, we had the shelter in place order. So a lot of businesses were closed. And so people couldn't work during those period of periods of time. Um, and then as uh, things began to open up, individuals, you know, were able to return to work. I think some of the challenges have been, you know, since that time, even though the unemployment uh, rate has really come down from 14 to 4 percent, is that a lot of people who left the labor market didn't return. And so we've been wondering, like, you know, some couldn't return um, because of, you know, they now had to provide care for their their family, their children. Um, or maybe they decided to retire, whatever those factors were. Um, so we have a high number of people who um, just didn't return to the labor market. And um, but then again, as employers began to open up, people were able to return to work. And then there were lots of um, job opportunities um, that opened up as as well. 
Um, yeah. So, I think, you know, I think, you know, now what employers talk about biggest challenge for them is kind of where are the people? They have all mm. these openings and vacancies, but they can't find qualified, you know, applicants. And, you know, and for our system and our providers, they also have been challenged with being able to find people. And I think uh, people's habits changed. Um, during the pandemic, when you think about we couldn't go into businesses and a lot of individuals, you know, had to apply for uh, lots of services and connect with people online. It was just um, a very uh, devastating impact in terms of, you know, how how people uh, engaged and navigated um, uh, in, in, in our county. And so um, so now we're trying to you know, address the challenges of we can't do job search or, or or outreach in a traditional ways that we've done things in terms of finding workers, um, more partnerships with community-based organizations, um, increasing our uh, presence um, online has been another strategy uh, because people spend a lot of time online. Um, yes. So, you know, we've been trying to increase our presence um, in that way. So we've been talking to our employers. They're looking for workers. They're looking for skilled workers. And we are trying to pivot and work through our service providers to and share that feedback uh, with them in hopes of trying to, you know, bridge the gap that exists. Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that uh, jumped out at me as I was looking, because I'm always, as you know, we we run IT Biz Tech Academy and mm-hmm. we're trying to get people um, this year. We'll graduate 103 um, students from our program. Yay! And, awesome. and 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 by the way, one of our programs is funded by the uh, Alameda County Workforce Development Board. So we're so grateful for that. Um, and um, and the way that you support not just Lemner or Phils, but a variety of other agencies, you know, Lau and Rubicon and um, just uh, many of our partnering agencies that do amazing work um, to meet those needs. Um, you know, what we're finding as we get ourselves in front of um, the workforce that is coming to our classes, right? These are people that are showing up for classes. They're yeah. seeking training and tech and, and, you know, customer service, community getting their resume, they're doing all of that. Um, some of the the elements, as you mentioned, that entered in during COVID um, are um, interesting, especially around the gig economy. So, so many people are choosing positions in the gig economy. And I was looking at some stats that were provided by ADT Research Institute, and they said 28.8% of the workforce is looking for flexible scheduling, 28.4% are looking for uh, to pursue their passions. Um, and um, and many, you know, a large percentage of people are looking for industries as freelancers. Um, uh, and the the ability, I think people kind of became aware um, that they could have a better quality of life while working at, from home. So many people are wanting jobs that um, where they can work from home um, or they can set their own schedule. I think that is like the number one um, 
thing I hear, you know, hey, I set you up for an interview. I found this job for you and you're I thought you wanted to work. And they go, you know, I have I have three kids at home. I have one getting off of school at two, another one getting off of school at four. I have uh, an ailing grandmother who I'm trying to care for. And I just need to be able to pop over to her, you know, a couple of times during the day and make sure she's got some food or, you know, um, maybe take her to the restroom. And I need to be able to be all these things to all these people while also working. And it's just it's just really hard to make that sacrifice to go out of the home um, and not be able to care for my children and my ailing mother. And and unless it's going to be financially worth it. And so they're not willing to leave the home for $18 an hour and they're not willing to leave the home for 20. They'd rather drive Lyft or Uber or, you know, do something like that and kind of rub, rub the two nickels together to make it last, but still be able to provide. Is that your hearing too? Are you, are you saying yeah. the same? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yes. Those are some of the things that have, you know, been brought up, um, brought to our attention. And um, and I think the pandemic in in its effect, that was one of the things because people had an opportunity to be at home and to connect with their families and to kind of figure out a plan. Um, and so um, <clears throat> I think there you know, there has been an increase in people uh, working in the gig economy. Um, we want to be able to provide the support and the information needed because sometimes when people kind of work in that type of setting, it meets an immediate need. But we also want to make sure that people are, you know, being able to, um, you know, uh, pay their appropriate or applicable, you know, taxes and, and make the investments in retirement and things that they'll need for for the future. Yeah. So. That's, you know, and, and so sometimes when people are doing the consultant work and I mean, this is, you know, um, you know, just kind of my sense of what people have shared is that sometimes if they don't have that discipline to to do, you know, those pieces in terms of paying into Social Security or making, mm-hmm. Them, mm-hmm. Uh, then it, it can affect them. Uh, yeah, I don't maybe. know that they're really thinking about that, right? They're kind of maybe I'll get to that later. Right yeah. now, I'm just trying to take care of the ailing parent or take yeah. care of the children. And and so that's not really being thought through. It's a, such a good point because, oh, I don't know about you, Rhonda. I know you probably, what, 20, going 25, 26 <laughs> I'm in my fifties and now I'm starting to realize I got to start getting, I got to make sure my plan is right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to come back. I want to talk a little bit more about what your employers are saying aside of, you know, when you say a skilled worker or, you know, what does that mean? What kind of roles are your employers that are on that in that working group saying are top in top demand? Um, I think that would be great for us to share out. So we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. 
trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious? Or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. Go to doveteachings.org to see great Dove teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at doveteachings.org. That's D-O-V-E teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Rhonda Boykin. And uh, Rhonda is a leader in our community who is doing just a tremendous work um, as the director of Alameda County Workforce Development Board. Um, to lead a team um, and boards and, and committees in connecting those in our community that are underemployed or unemployed with economically sustainable jobs. Um, and so, you know, maybe actually before we dig into what do the employers want, could you explain what the Alameda County Workforce Development Board does, you know, kind of the role? I don't know that everybody fully appreciates the work of your department. Yeah, so we are, the Workforce Development Board um, has the charge uh, under the Federal uh, Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act to oversee uh, the federal workforce uh, public system uh, to provide employment, training, education um, to job seekers, tools and resources uh, also for uh, businesses. Um, We contract with several different uh, providers throughout Alameda County, outside of the city of Oakland, because Oakland um, has its own workforce development board. Um, But through our service providers, we have uh, services that are for youth, uh, young adults, um, job seekers that are dislocated um, or um, reentry. English language learners. Uh, we, pro- you know, provide service to a diverse group of, of individuals. And, you know, our goal is to help, you know, kind of develop the hear from employers to know what their hiring needs are. And then, you know, feed that information to our workforce system, our providers, so that, you know, um, and through our partnerships with um, education, community colleges, um, CBO or community-based organizations to provide, you know, um, the the readiness, career readiness, and skills that that um, job seekers need to help connect them to, you know, the opportunities that um, are open and available to them. Excellent. 
And your um, the funding that you guys predominantly work with is WIOA, correct? Workforce yeah, Innovation. Yeah, okay. so those are our core funding streams. But we also apply for discretionary funds that are outside, which give us a lot of more flexibility. Um, we recently received a um, million dollars uh, of American Rescue Plan Act funding from the Alameda County Board of Supervisors to help, you know, target some investments in the unincorporated areas of the county. So funding like that enables us to do that, you know, target again, the programming for mm-hmm. specific um, with different rules and policies um, that um, so ARPA was, you know, for this particular project that I'm just t- touching on, you just had to be a resident of, you know, of of the Ashland, Cherry Lynn, unincorporated areas versus WIOA. There's a whole, you know, uh, list of, of eligibility yeah. requirements yeah. you have to meet. So, yes. Woo. And boy, don't I know it. <laughs> it's like, woo, we always will keep you up at night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, you know, that's the feedback to try to hit it straight yeah. line, but it is. Yeah. It is, yeah. Well, that's great that you're, you applied for discretionary on top and kind of layered in. I, I have a question about, uh, about that, um, you know, just in terms of the targeted areas. Um, I remember just before, uh, COVID, uh, the Cherryland area was one of the, I think it was the lowest income, most impoverished areas in Alameda County. And I was kind of shocked about that. You know, we have our office, our Hayward office there. Um, you know, I thought for sure Oakland would be the most impoverished, uh, area, but Cherryland was the lowest income, namely because of the, uh, from what I recall, the, the very high, um, uh, level of undocumented residents that are in that area. Is that still the case, Rhonda, or? Um, I'd, you know, I'd have to, you know, check um, the stats um, because at one time, you know, one of the reasons that we were focused on it and we were glad that we had the opportunities, it had the highest unemployment rate out of all yes. the cities, Ashland and Cherryland, but I I believe when I reviewed a year uh, some time ago that it it, their unemployment rates had had come down significantly from where they were, you know, pre pandemic. Um, Yeah. Because they were like that's because IT biz is right there. That's why no, <laughs> like it's all you know. It's all us, Rhonda. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, that's good to know. Okay, I was curious about that because uh, uh, you know I just again I had some assumptions in my mind and and of course there's so many other factors with you know whether people who are unhoused are counted in that number and all of that, but. Um, I think it's important that you guys are, you know, getting ARPA funds like ARPA for those unincorporated areas that are oftentimes um, not the main, the, you know, the first place to receive the investment. So that's that's excellent. But uh, so thinking about your employers uh, that you've heard, talked to, you know, aside of them, like, OK, we need people to work, qualified people. What does that mean? What does qualified people mean? You know, well, and it, I think, you know, the opportunity kind of varies, um, you know, from, you know, occupation to occupation or sector to sector. But I think overall employers want people to, 
you know, have the soft skills. Well, we don't call them soft skills. Let me reframe the core skills to have effective communication, to be mm-hmm. players, to be critical thinkers, um, to um, all of the different, uh, be able to show up on time, you know, have, you know, uh, good work values. And, you know, employers, you know, are, except for those that are really technical, because sometimes you, you just have to have a certificate and a degree. Um, one people that, you know, possess some of those basic skills in order to, um, and they can do the training, right? Um, and, and once the person is, um, you know, once the person starts, but those are some of the things that employers talk about, just those core skills. Yeah. Showing up on time, coming to work, being yeah. able to work into a team. Yeah. What do you think about just, I'm just getting a little crazy on you, Rhonda. I'm sorry. And let me know, you know, I, I, I like to do that. What do you think about um, re-looking at, reimagining what work looks like? You know, it's been some time since the 40 hour work week was created five days a week, eight hours a day. You know, there was, I think just up until COVID, there was some exploration of, uh, uh, going to a 40, uh, four day a week, 10 hour shifts, you know, some of these, uh, you know, sharing, job sharing. What do you think about some of these reconfigurations? I, I think employers have to be open to, you know, these type of, especially when workers have spoken out and talked about, um, you know, kind of what they're looking for, flexible work schedules, you know, opportunities to advance, um, good pay, um, you know, good benefits. Um, being able to have a voice in terms of operations and things that go on, you know, that's what it's characteristics that I talked about are like quality jobs, you know, mm-hmm. characteristics. And so, um, you know, I think that it's employers have to be very open, you know, now in a way that they maybe hadn't been in the past to look at what what their culture and environment needs to look um, look like in order to attract workers. Um, yeah, you know, yes, yeah. absolutely. So we're going to talk a little bit more about we're going to take a quick break. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about this um, when we come back. Uh, Love Never Fails has designed a program called Racial Equity, Diversity and Inclusion. And it is a training class that we just delivered to Alameda County um, Information Technology Department with uh, very successful outcomes. But um, uh, and, and learning what we learn, um, I'd love to chat a little bit with you about that because I think also employer culture, uh, to your point, right, is such an important part of uh, where we're headed as a as a community, um, as a nation, quite frankly. Um, and so we'll we'll take a quick break and we'll come back. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. 
My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We, again, are in the studio today with Rhonda Boykin, who is the director of Alameda County Workforce Development Board. And uh, we were just talking about culture, company culture. So um, it's sort of this, I'd love to get your take on this, Rhonda. We're in this interesting time where it's like a lot of people need work, you know, need jobs and And then we have, you know, a lot of employers have a lot of openings, right? But it's kind of creating that bridge. And what we hear is, you know, is there, is this an environment that aligns with my values? Is this an environment that provides flexible schedules? And then we hear from the employer saying, we want people that are on time and people Mm -hmm. who are, you know, have those core skills, like you said. And so, um, just you know we developed a um a white paper um that that identifies 114 barriers that our students have in experienced uh, at least one of them um you know across the last 5 years that we've been doing this things like i'm disabled i um you know i am uh hearing impaired i am um I'm a single mom of multiple children at different ages. I have an ailing parent. I have a learning disability. I, um, I've experienced trauma in the past. And um, that means I need more time to care for my mental health to get better um, from, you know, being a rape victim or a fire victim. I have a, uh, I won't say he's a friend, but he's a colleague of mine um, that works for the city of Oakland and he and his family, they suffered a house fire and they've been that and moving around to these different places. And I'm just amazed how he's showing up in these meetings, knowing that he's living out of a, a, a duffel bag, you know, and he's got little children. And, and so these, these are the realities, right? Um, and nobody has time to, you know, no one can afford to take time off, you know, a leave of absence or these kinds of things. So, you know, we've, 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 we've designed these ready, uh, this ready program to help employers kind of look within, look at their own humanity, hopefully be more empathetic to others. But at the end of the day, Rhonda, I'm going to play a little bit of business has to happen, right? Things got to get done. What do you say to that? Like, we have all these challenges and yet employers need people to do the job. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think business, you know, does have to kind of have that internal look. Um, and and but I think sometimes at the end of the day, they, you know, it's business. They're depending on the type of business they're there to make money. But I think 
They have to be able to make the investment in their employees and provide the necessary supports in order because short of someone just cutting their head off, they're going to yeah. come right with these problems. And very it's very difficult to decompartmentalize like, you know, the trauma or whatever you're going through home personally in your life and then be able to come to work and um, function. And, you know, me working for the county, they provide a lot of those uh, supports, but that's not for all employers. And I think for those employers who are not able, I think that's where the community supports can come in. Right. Yeah. You know, as, as I think community is so important um, to help and to embrace you know, when when a family uh, is in need to kind of come together and, and provide the support and the assistance that that's needed. Yeah. I think companies, you know, if they can do that or maybe they make investments in the community to provide those supports, if, even if they don't really uh, want to take on on that role or, or responsibility. But it's important in order to attract and to retain staff. That's right. Retention is everything, yes, right? Because yes. you put all this money into training someone up and then they yes. leave after six to 12 months. It's, that's just a waste. And now you, and that's, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that model. We've, we've um, seen some, some employers come to us and say, Hey, would you be willing to jointly work with us on like a, paid apprenticeship or internship kind of program that where you're providing wraparound, you're mm-hmm. providing that extra care to ramp someone up and make them feel supported while they, um, you know, learn our culture and, and get kind of get everything down pat. What do you, you know, I know that's a new, that's the new way, right? Uh, California way. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Is that working? Are you guys doing more of that? I think it has its place. I mean, you know, a lot of times, you know, our work is um, sort of educating and I, we do some work with the reentry population. And sometimes, you know, I've sort of been a little conflicted because sometimes you want an employer to give, you know, a person the same, you know, that may have, you know, a reentry background, the same type of opportunity and not put a label on the person. Right. You know, put a label on the person. Um, And so I, I, I so I've been sort of conflicted in saying, you know, education, educating employers is really important, but you don't want to do it in such a way that it's a special program. You want that to have the same opportunities to advance and not be labeled negatively. So, you know, finding a way to to do that. Um, But I definitely think that it's important. We've had programs where we've um, displaced the person there um, and without those wraparound supports. And then the person was like confiding in the employer, like, I got, I got to go to court. You know, I have this mm. challenge or, you know, my babysitter didn't show up. And, you know, the person's like, Hey, I don't want to, I don't want to know all that. I yeah. I know all of that. So I think, you know, employers are willing to, um, offer employment opportunities with, uh, to individuals that may have barriers. But having those supports to help them yeah. navigate and to problem solve and to make good decisions 
So, you know, I think it's it's critical for those that mm. eat that. So while they're making that transition and learning the culture, they also have someone that can say, you know, you need to this is how you need to uh, handle, you know, your child care or yeah. this is how you need to articulate or communicate it to your um, employer. You know what we did? Uh, and this was because I was working when I first the first, I'd say, Seven years of Love Never Fails, I was still working at, at, in, in high tech mm-hmm. and uh, I, I could not be a, a very good manager. I'm just, you know, I, I was I was skilled at business models, skilled at, you know, financial aspects. But the people part of like sitting with somebody that's going through some trauma, uh, I just didn't have time for it. Um, the way that you, you know, doing a one-on-one and really taking the time. And so I hired a, uh, a life coaching company mm-hmm. that provides coaching to each of my staff, one-on-one coaching, at least every other week. And that's, it's confidential. It's like a counseling session, but it's more job related, you know, where it's like, uh, I don't know how to do this particular task or I'm having trouble with my child care and getting on time or like all those kind of barriers. And I'm telling you, I don't know what I would do without uh, the company we're using is Solgen Solutions. I don't know what I do. So maybe that's an idea is like partnering with an outside entity mm-hmm. that could, you know, be that touchy feely. And confidential, they're talking about yeah. confidential things that yeah. an employer probably shouldn't know, right? Yes, I think that's an excellent approach. Um, you know, using a life coach um, could be a solution. Like I said, you're connecting with that service. With yeah. Service organization. organization, yeah. Yeah, that could. And you you don't even have some, sometimes there's a therapy organization that's already in community, right? That will just partner yeah. with you. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a, that's interesting. Okay. Be skilled, right? Yes. Especially when you're dealing with, you know, certain types of issues, you need to have that expertise. You know, yes. In direction guiding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. Um, gosh, I think we're, yeah, we're, we're moving right through here. Um, okay, well, we'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio, been having a wonderful conversation with Rhonda Boykin, the director of Alameda County Workforce Development Board. I have so enjoyed speaking with you that I didn't realize we had already gone through all of our segments. So, um Thank you for being here, Rhonda. I appreciate you. I'm, gl- I'm glad that I've had this opportunity to talk about our programs and our services. Yeah. And yeah. And so if people want to learn more, maybe there's someone who's listening that's a nonprofit or an organization that would like to learn more uh, or an individual would like to learn more about what you are doing as a board 
um, how might they do that? Uh, they could definitely check our website at uh, www.acwdb.org. Um, and we also, um, there's information that could be found on our East Bay Works website, which um, is all of the workforce boards in the Bay Area, or at least for this region, for City of Oakland, City of Richmond, and Contra Costa counties. And so the web address for information on uh, these special events, um, the services, um, that email address is www.eastbayworks.com. Nice. And uh, you guys, I just want everyone to really pay special attention to that, especially job seekers, because there are there are fairs on here, job fairs. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Um, There's a WIOA orientation every Tuesday. There's um, there is uh, let's see, Tri-Valley Career Center is doing a self-care workshop. There's um, typing certification tests, interviewing essentials, um, just a bunch of resources that if you're an, you're a you know someone who's interested in placement um there's you know and skills building up your skills is a great place for you to go and find out what is available so thank you again for being on and for um all that you do and thank you for being a part of East Bay Interagency Training Council um uh, of course, want to shout out Darlene uh, for always orchestrating and organizing all of these um, wonderful interviews um, for Love Never, Love Never Fails Radio. Um, also, awesome. yeah, she is. She's amazing. She's a, I, tell, I tell her she's the queen connector, queen connector. <laughs> um, um, so I um, also just want to remind you a couple of uh, housekeeping here for Love Never Fails. We want to invite you if you haven't gotten your tickets yet to come um, to our uh, our golf event, our first annual golf fundraiser. Uh, not, I'm not much of a golfer, just a little disclaimer there, but I will be there ready to eat. And um, they're going to have a yummy dinner and um, hopefully you can join us. It's going to be from 9 to 7 p.m. Um, uh, uh, it'll be a little shorter, but the event itself is in that range at Crow Canyon Country Club. Tickets uh, for October 23rd um, on loveneverfailedus.com forward slash events. Also wanted to invite you, if you are a member of our church coalition or you'd like to be, you can join us for our um, upcoming church coalition uh, quarterly meeting and training. It is from 9.30 to uh, 11 a.m. And uh, we're going to be hearing from Paul Pesner of CityServe, who is going to be talking about a new Bay Area CityServe um, expression that is going to provide tons of millions of dollars of resources that will be infused into local churches so that we can meet the needs of the people that we're serving. And so um, if you want to learn more about that, you can join us again, 930 to 11 on October the 21st. And if you go to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash events, uh, you can register there. And lastly, but certainly not least, please join us for our 2023 graduation for our IT Biz Tech Academy. It's from 6 to 8 p.m. We are graduating 104 people, or it might be 103, 103, 104 people. Oh, 
actually 106, it says 106 people on October the 19th, 6 to 8 p.m. And you can register for that event. It is virtual, so you can do it. You can watch it from home. Um, Our guest speaker is, um, I'm super excited. He is the CEO of uh, Street Code. And um, and he's got some amazing uh, Alatunde, short Tunde. Uh, Sobo Mehin is uh, the CEO of Street Code. He's got some amazing words of encouragement for our students. Um, and then we have a valedictorian, our salutatorian is going to say a few words and just appreciate and love on the 106 people that have been working so hard. All right. We hope that you'll join us at one of these events. Once again, thank you, Rhonda, for being here. We appreciate you. And um, for those of you who are listening who haven't heard it before, perhaps you need to hear it again. Always remember that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.